Hey, baseball fans, this is Derek Van Riper. Now that spring training games are underway, opening day is just a few weeks away. Eno Saris and I have been getting ready for the season all winter on Rates and Barrels. Whether you're a seasoned fantasy player, a baseball stats junkie, or just someone who wants to learn more about the game, join us for four episodes each week this season, including our new Friday live stream with former big leaguer Trevor May. Check out the live stream on Fridays at 1 o'clock Eastern on the Rates and Barrels YouTube channel, or listen to the show wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including the ad-free option on the Athletic app. This is the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Welcome to Prospects to Pros. I am your host, Nate Tice. We are getting into all-star season. All-star season being not the Pro Bowl, all-star season for the college prospects that we will be checking out, that we'll be talking about on the show. And to help me do that, to go over the Shrine Game and the Senior Bowl today, we're going to have a very special guest talking about the Senior Bowl, which we'll talk about, Jim Nagy, who is in charge of the Senior Bowl, but to also help me go over both of them. And I know he is excited for this because he is now entering his pre-Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl, and then he has his actual Super Bowl, which is the draft. He's got three Super Bowls coming up. That is Dane Brugler from The Athletic. How are you doing today, Dane? I am good, yeah. It's a fun part in the calendar. Uh, I feel like I say that a lot, but it's it's true. Uh, <laughs> it is, though. It, it, it is. really is. It, we're, I fly out uh, in a couple of days, go to da- down to Dallas, uh, the okay. East-West Shrine Games in yep. Frisco at the, at the Star, which is such an awesome uh facility i mean I, I lived in frisco for 10 years um and to see that place blow up has been awesome um and now i'm excited to go back fc dallas games right fc dallas you know going over to that stadium fc dallas yeah that's uh i, I lived about five <laughs> minutes down the road from fc dallas uh but i mean they the pj tours down there now um, that's right i mean it, it's just i my first job out of college was i worked for the minor league baseball team down there the, the rough riders and the rough t- riders. talk about a perfect okay. first job it was <sighs> it was great and then uh, getting involved with the Cowboys a lot at Valley Ranch and yeah. then at the Star. So I've got a very uh, great uh, relationship with uh, Frisco and North Texas as a whole. And uh, I'm excited to get back down there and especially yeah. eat some of the food, uh, get some Rudy's breakfast tacos and some of... Uh, oh, I'm sure the, you know all the spots. Oh, yeah. I, I cannot wait. I mean, that's every good scout knows where to yes, go, right? They uh, they're, yes, they're prepared. They so yes. uh, yeah, I'm excited. And then from... Uh, Dallas going straight to Mobile, uh, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. So uh, going to be a busy next uh, 10 days or so, but uh, can't wait. It's going to be a, a lot of fun, a lot of things uh, to get done. Yeah, great shout out with the PGA Frisco stuff because I know they're going to be doing – that's going to be part of the rotation yep. for some of the tournaments and stuff and majors. And I know they're stoked about it. At least I'm, I'm such a fake golf person. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like – I'm like barely if I can I'm like a 19 handicap but but like I watch it it's more for gambling purposes right, right. I watch it and stuff like that but then I I'm aware but that's what I always just I remember FC Dallas moving there and everyone's like oh it's the Dallas suburbs then okay then the Cowboys facility you know the star and everything yeah. okay and then like you're saying it's just like everything keeps going to Frisco and it seems like a decent area I have not been my parent oh, my great. dad uh did the NFL PA stuff uh, for a couple, they did some training stuff there. I think last year mm. um, at the start, he said it was a wonderful facility. So I'm, yeah, I, I'm excited to check it out. I'm not checking out this year. That Shrine game was in in Vegas the last couple of years. I was very spoiled when my commute was about 14 minutes. And I just walked in with my coffee, and then I saw the scouts getting there about a half hour later every day. 
as they spent another day in Vegas. And uh, right. I got there at the exact same time because I was a local guy. <laughs> but uh, so did not have that experience this year. But the Shrine games really picked up. And especially this year uh, for both of these games, even though the other one has the name Senior Bowl, is now these these uh, all-star games can have underclassmen. Yeah. And I, I think that is a very important distinction to make, even though fewer and fewer underclassmen seem to be declaring because of NIL and the transfer portal, which is probably a topic for another time. But I, I think we'll put a pin in that for now. But the Shrine game has a ton of good stuff, ton of great players. A lot of good players have come out of it, including Brock Purdy, uh, quarterback for the 49ers, was at the Shrine game a couple of years ago. Uh, but starting us off, Dane, what are you keeping an eye on and what are really focusing on? Which players, once you get down there to Frisco? Well, let's just start with the quarterbacks, right? That's uh, Everyone's got their eyes on the quarterbacks. You mentioned Purdy from two years ago. Last year, even Aiden O'Connell, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a couple yep. of guys that were starting NFL quarterbacks this year uh, for at least a few games. Well, so, team starters. <laughs> right. And so yeah. will <clears throat> the Shrine game have one of those guys this year? Um, you know, Devin Leary from Kentucky is a really interesting quarterback. Yep. He has absolutely has an NFL arm. Um, you know, we, we saw that at NC State. Um, and he had such a good, was it 2021 season? And then mm-hmm. got hurt, uh, 2022, uh, transferred this past year. Didn't quite have the year many expected. I know some scouts had grades in that third to fifth round range on him uh, coming That's into the right. year. Consistency just wasn't there for him. Um, decision-making, ball placement, things like that. So, how will he show out this year or this week uh, at, at trying practices? How will he do? That'll be big for him. Um, Austin Reed is really interesting from Western Kentucky. Yeah. He replaced uh, uh, Bailey Zappi um, uh, two years ago. I love that offense. Yeah, just, right. just, it, it's, it's straight air raid. <laughs> it's it, 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 it so many air raid staples, right? Uh, yes. You know, from Y cross to that. And what you love about it. So with, with Reed specifically too, he was coming from division two. He won a national championship, uh, division yeah. two. And then he goes to Western Kentucky and he just picked it right up, uh, where, where Zappi left off, um, led the FBS in passing yards last year. And then this past year led the conference in passing yards. So, um, not, super impressive physically um kind of kind of like bailey zappy uh you know the arm strength the size the athleticism it's more okay than great yeah. uh but i think he processes really well knows where where to go with the football um i think he has a g- very good football mind and that's something that especially in the interviews um and that's a big part of this all-star process is the interview process so um those are two quarterbacks I'm, i'll be watching closely no those are good ones they they I know they – when I watch Western Kentucky, I just love it because it's funny is that used to not translate as much and now more, more of those concepts translate when right, I watch right. you watch an NFL game and everything. And even just mitigating some – you know, you got to get rid of the ball quick. So mitigation, mitigating pressure, mitigating blitzes, having an answer and everything, it's it's – I've come around on those types of offensive systems watching these quarterbacks because actually they have to come up with better answers than some of these other guys do right. that maybe are in more RPO-heavy offenses or something of that sort. So I, I really enjoy watching Western Kentucky just shred the ball around. Um, say on offense, any skill guys that you're keeping an eye on uh, at this All-Star game or any – uh, any of those types because there's been some hey, – Zay every Flowers year like last year? Yeah, Zay Flowers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, he put on a little – well, like one little showcase for about five minutes, and then right. that's all we saw that week. <laughs> uh, At Perry was there last year. I don't, I don't yes, know if was. there's a really a receiver that I feel like is in that type of uh, that's what that I was tier. Um, yeah. But I tell you, on the offensive line, Christian Mahogany. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see him. Big brawling guard from Boston College. Yeah. 
How does he hold up? Um, I, you know, I think he's got a chance to maybe not be top 100, but close, uh, you know, early fourth round and maybe, you know, a good uh, week at the Shrine practices boosts him a little bit. Um, I, I think the top player at the game is Edron Cooper, the linebacker from Texas A&M, who okay. uh, yeah. is kind of a do-everything guy. I mean, he led the team in yeah. tackles, tackles for loss, sacks. Um, I mean, he, he is a true four-down guy, and he's long. He's got over 34-inch arms. Um, I mean, this guy is a lot of a lot of tools to work with with, with Cooper. So I think he's I mean, he was in the, sec, in the second round of my mock draft. Um, he has a chance yep. to be a top fifty player this year. So I think he's a top player. Uh, and then also uh, the you know I mentioned the interviews and how important those are. Uh, Leonard Taylor, the defensive tackle from Miami, who came out early. Yeah. He's one of those juniors you were referring to uh, being eligible now. Uh, he's got something to prove, uh, both in the interviews, uh, just as teams figure him out, but then also on the field, uh, try to be more consistent with what he brings. So, uh, you know, there's some notable names to, to keep an eye on mm-hmm. this week. See Steel Chambers in there from Ohio State. Yeah. Texted you about him. Yeah. Just, yeah. Fun linebacker, uh, what, former running that back. Was one of the funny, that was one of the funniest back and forth I think we've had. But I just got, I'm questioned about his length. And then you just, I think you said like, yeah, maybe sub 31 inch arms. Yeah, <laughs> like right it. away, like right away before he even saw my text. So, uh, but no, he, he, he flashed a couple of times. And that's what's interesting about the Shrine game. You got some small, small school guys as well, you know, plenty mm-hmm. of FCS guys. I mean, both these all-star games do, but I know this is, this can be an interesting one because guys always rise up here. And some of these guys might even transition to this next bowl game we're about to talk about, which is the senior bowl. And now to get into the senior bowl, we have the man in charge, the actual guy that's doing all this work, and that's Jim Nagy. Thank you so much, Jim, for joining us. How are you doing today, Jim? Doing, doing great, Nate. I mean, it's been a while, man. I think the last time I saw you was the, at the uh, Georgia State Pro Day when you and I were checking out uh, old Arbuckle at quarterback on a, on a, cold, a, little CFL on a career. cold pro day afternoon. He had a good CFL career. Me and you looked at each other like, hey, he ran that workout well. I... I He's still stuck with me. I went to the AAF and I tried to get him signed. He was like, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm still with the CFL, so I'm sorry I can't do it." But he stuck with me, so that what, is the one last of my time. favorite. One of my favorite dudes of all time. Love that guy. <sighs> love, love, love what he was made of. Glad he had a, you know, is he still playing? But um, I, I don't know. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> Anyways, it's, it's good. Yes. <laughs> it's good seeing you, and Dane. It's good seeing you, man. Right, well, thanks. Oh, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, I, you know, first question is, I think, more of a process question for you and. And really your staff, you know, we've seen such a dramatic shift in how college football operates uh, and how the league specifically scouts, how they have to adapt. So between the COVID year, transfer portal, NIL, it's not that any of those things are good or bad. It's just it creates a ripple effect that NFL teams have to uh, adapt and change how they do their jobs. And so for the Senior Bowl specifically, how has the changing landscape affected how you guys do your job and how you get the best talent to Mobile? That's a great question, man. You said we only have 15 minutes. I know. I don't know. I'm going to answer this thing, um, man. Sometimes I get verbose when I talk too. So, um, yeah, it changes a lot of things, man. Again, like there's just a lot of different factors at play. Once we get through the extra COVID year thing, that'll make it a little bit easier. I think right now, just even tracking players is difficult. Like even on the team side, I mean, here we are at the senior bowl. I mean, these billion dollar franchises are having a hard time figuring out who's in this draft and who's not in this draft. I mean, Last night I went to add a defensive back, um, and I, you know, when we get to this point in the year and we got to fill the roster spot, like I screenshotted four four tags. We had a clump on the board, and I just screenshotted and sent it to like you know fifteen buddies around the league to to get their thoughts. And uh, the guy that was kind of the you know w- the one A or one B for everybody, um, 
they're like, you know, Jim, he might be hurt. One of the guys was like, he might be hurt. So I called his head coach and I'm like, you know what, where's this guy at? You know, we're trying to reach out to him. And he's like, Oh man, he hurt his foot. He's coming back for, for another year. I'm like, like, I didn't know that. And none of the teams knew that either. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's created a lot. And then for us, you know, process wise, Dane, I would say the junior thing this year was made it a little different. Um, you know, we, we had a heads up from the league office in August. So our scouts were out in the fall evaluating all those guys. We built the board with the junior, so it didn't catch us off guard. But in terms of like inviting the players, uh, I'll have to go back after this year and kind of, you know, self-scout and see if we did it the right way. I've, I've actually apologized to some of the players who've added recently, like, guys, I maybe I didn't navigate this thing right. I don't know. But like for the running back spot, you know, we've got eight running back spots. I only invited four seniors. <laughs> You know, we held we held four spots for juniors just because that's usually a junior heavy position. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, some of those guys didn't come out. I mean, you've had like Travion Henderson at Ohio State we thought would come out. He went back. I mean, there's a he just comes to mind. And then there were some guys that didn't get the senior bowl invite that went back to school, like jump, jumped in the portal. Like Woody Marks from Mississippi State jumps mm-hmm. in the portal, goes to USC. When we circled back in January, if Woody Marks weren't at USC, we would have invited him. You know, but like so it was it just made for a really, a really different year, way more fluid process. I mean, we used to be yeah. kind of locked into our roster in, in early December and feel pretty good about it. I mean, now you're taking this thing into January um, and it's, it just changed it. It just changed a lot. I, I bet it has. I, I know we just even looking at the quarterback situation, some of these guys, Dan and I have talked about guys that would go on day three or battling for a day two pick maybe, are now just going, Hey, I'll transfer. Hey, yeah. I'll just head back to school. So it kind of, kind of leaves that i mean cam ward's the guy that i feel like mm-hmm. we dane and i talked about for a month going like he might transfer here but he actually might be a prospect that we have to talk about too so well, uh, there's, well there's one for you i mean I, I was at kansas state in early november giving yeah. an invite to ben senate their, their tight end um, yeah. and will will howard was there that day those two guys are like best friends um and will was really struggling with what to do and uh you know he wa- he really wanted to come to the senior bowl and i'm like will you got to like, give me a little bit of time here because there's, you know, there's J.J. McCarthy. There's, um, you know, I'm trying to go through all the junior quarterbacks that, you know, we could have gotten. Uh, I'm like, if you can just be patient, like, we love you. Like, I, I mean, I helped Will get into the Manning camp this summer. I actually, like, reached out to Archie. I've never done that before and, like, went to bat for him. That's how much I think of Will Howard. Um, and then when we got to the point where, like, okay, like, McCarthy's playing in the championship game. Like, that's probably not going to happen. You know, Jaden Daniels wasn't going to, you know, do an all-star game. So I'm like, okay, we got a spot. I called Will and he was like, he's like, Jim, oh my gosh, man. He's like, I'm on a plane to Columbus today. And uh, so again, that's, you know, that's, that's for that kid. I mean, that changed the course of Will Howard's life path, right? Mm -hmm, Like now he's going to be an Ohio State Buckeye and he wouldn't have been in Ohio. Like under a normal year, we, we, if we could have just picked the top six or eight senior quarterbacks, Will Howard would have been one of them. I'm a big fan. We had a fourth round grade on Will Howard. Um, but because of the the mechanics of this year, he's going to be in Columbus next year. So, and again, maybe next year he comes out and he's a second round pick and he helps himself in the draft process. I hope that's the case. Um, but there's just, there's some stories like that, that man, there's a lot going on that I don't think a lot of people realize. You, you couldn't get the senior bowl booster collective to, to <laughs> get that NIL deal up there. <laughs> that, that's probably, that probably is uh, how it defers, but the quarterbacks that did or are going to this, I mean, it's a super interesting crop crop of guys. Do you want to, I just wanted to ask like dive into this group of quarterbacks, because I think it's just an intriguing class outside. Obviously there's been kind of a consensus too, but really it's kind of three, but right now it's 
a really wide open battle, it seems to be, uh, especially with these day two guys and a lot of guys that you have at the Senior Bowl. So talk about the quarterbacks that you have there, Jim. You know, let's just start with with, with Bo Nix and Michael Penix. I mean, there, there's players at every position at the start of every year that in the back of your mind, you're like, we need to get these guys. If, if we're going to have a good Senior Bowl uh, and this thing's going to be what the NFL wants and, and we, we have to get them. And, and Bo Nix and Michael Penix were, were certainly two of those guys. Uh, so we're, we're, we're fired up. I mean, it's a really cool ho- homecoming for Bo Nix being an in-state guy and winning back-to-back state titles here. His dad just won another one. Um, so that's a, a really cool homecoming. Michael Penix, um, I, I just can't wait for the NFL. Right. The guys that haven't seen him throw live to see him throw live. Um, I think he's going to help himself there. And those guys were like two of the faces of college football this year. So um, so those are those are good ones. I think um, every draft cycle, there's guys that the, the media is higher on than the NFL or vice versa. And I would say just based off conversations in the mm-hmm. league, I'd say right now that guy's Spencer Rattler. Um, the NFL is really fired up to see Spencer down here. Uh, he did a lot of good things at South Carolina this year, movement-wise, right. that, again, kind of a byproduct of, you know, some protection issues, not to throw anyone under the bus, but, that, you know, he had to move a little more than he's had to move in the past, and he showed he could do it. Um, you know, it's, and it surprised me. So, you know, Michael Pratt's a guy that I think is going to be an NFL starter. I mean, I don't know how much you want to dive into these guys, but I think Pratt's going to be a starter. I think Joe Milton's going to blow people away with it with his arm with his arm talent down here. And again, not to say he's going to be the fourth overall pick in the draft like Anthony Richardson. I'm not making that comparison for that reason. But like, if Anthony went fourth overall, these people that think Joe Milton's going to like fall in this draft really far, like fall it's not going to happen. Yeah. He's He's a big man. He's very athletic. He has a rocket for an arm. Like somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna want to work with that. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a. I mean, shoot, Sam Hartman had a, you know, he had, he had a, a much easier year to evaluate this year at Notre Dame with not a lot of people around him. You would think, oh, Notre Dame. Well, they didn't have a lot of great skill people. They're in the portal right now, trying to get guys for Riley Leonard. So. Um, no, it should, it should be a really fun week. Quarterbacks always drive the bus. So like for ESPN and NFL network, um, those guys will be great to, uh, you know, kind of push our week. That's a great point about Rattler too. In the offensive line, they had a different starting five on the offensive line, uh, combination, like nine of 12 games or something like that. I mean, he just, wow. he, he didn't have any time to throw, um, especially in the sec, NFL pockets. That's what, <laughs> that's what we'll call it. Yeah. Right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> what it's about. That's so what it's about. From the, the summer until now. So, I mean, you guys build your initial board, um, you know, who's on the radar. Who are some of the guys that have made the biggest jump uh, for you guys? I know, you know, for me, Darius Robinson, Missouri, one of those guys. He He's always looked the part, now playing more outside, you know, that six technique. And he, he's playing the part, too. Um, he's just a tough guy to block. And so who are those some of those guys that made the biggest jump for you guys? I'll say this about Darius, man. I had an interesting... Uh interaction with him at the sec media days he was right on the cut line for us last year like fifth sixth round and uh he came up to me and and again you talk about looking the part now Uh, but he in in the way he asked it he was like he was like jim what held you back last year from inviting me to the senior bowl so it was it was pretty cool i I love darius i can't wait to get him here i would say the biggest movers uh last year our biggest mover on offense from the beginning from summer to the end was darnell wright um, and he ended up being our highest draft pick. He was the 10th overall pick. Um, this year it was Xavier Leggett, um, the, the receiver, Spencer Rattler's main go-to guy. And, uh-huh. and again, like, I don't like talking about stats too much, but I mean, think about this. The guy had 167 yards receiving last year in the entire season. And then he comes out against North Carolina in week one and has 178. 
Um, his yards per, per catch went from like nine yards a catch to 17 yards a catch. So, I mean, he was a, he was, I mean, he wasn't even on the radar. I mean, frankly, I mean, we were watching guys like starter level guys over the summer. We were watching guys that were running down on kick cover and returning kicks and like doing gunner stuff. <laughs> so no, he was, he was a big one. Um, trying to think on the defensive side of the ball, Maris Lufau from Notre Dame kind of mm. came out of nowhere. We, yeah. we, we weren't really on Maris. Um, shoot. Just trying to think of some other guys off the top of my head. I mean, those are a couple guys, but but uh, you give me time out. A couple more pop in. <laughs> That's good. Well, talk about risers too. Uh, even just this is more risers, maybe in just the consensus of people that are now entering. I always say the eye of Sauron is moving to the draft <laughs> season right now. Like uh, yeah. we're going from the normal season, now the normal fan. Any small <laughs> school guys, the, like these all-star games are great for these FCS guys or lower to really showcase themselves. So any small school guys that you want to highlight, they can kind of be related to the riser question, but really just anyone from those kind of ranks at, at this game that you really want to highlight. Yeah. And, and also even back to when I was, was scouting, I, I love the senior bowl because of the small school element. I think that's been one of the greatest parts of our Absolutely. game for a long time. Unfortunately, the portal has really taken a toll on that. And it's, and it's happened almost overnight. Uh, we were averaging, you know, nine or 10 uh, small school, you know, sub FBS, players my first five years and this year i mean i think we're at four yeah. um it, it is i mean and, and and we had to be really intentional about it i mean dylan lobby at, at new hampshire the running back um isaiah davis another running back from south dakota state um but like willie drew a corner from virginia state like there's it's a pretty good corner cornerback class in my opinion i mean mm -hmm. the way our board fell out there's some good depth at the cornerback spot but willie drew's a you know our smallest school guy this year he's a division two guy from georgia state or virginia state and uh, what I loved about him is com his competitiveness. You know, I I've seen these players through a little bit different lens in this role than, than when I was in the NFL. Um, I've been really in tune with, with how these guys show up in Mobile and if they're, if they're wired right for it. Because what I wasn't really aware of before I got here was just the anxiety for all the players, right? You would think that some of these guys coming from like Alabama and Ohio State and Michigan, these programs, that it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be like that. But even in our, even in like some of our Hall of Fame inductions over the last few years, like Cam Jordan talked about coming here from Cal and like having no confidence. Like he, he knew right. he was a good, he knew he was a good Pac-12 player, but he did not know how he stacked up across the rest of the draft. Sure, his dad too. That, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> his dad play with your dad? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, did. Yep, way um, back in the day. So like when I hear stories like that, like there is, there's nerves for these guys, right? Yeah. And so, and, and I've noticed it more for our small school players. And so- getting Willie on the phone and talking to him before and just like talking through that, like, and the way he plays, man, like he, he plays with some swag about him. So I don't think this is going to be too big for Willie drew um, really competitive guy with good ball skills. So he's the guy that could show up during the week. I'm, I'm excited to see. Houston Christian kid uh, hunt. Nice. It's going to be good to see him with that length and explosiveness and, Obviously, a great story being a former safety from Cornell and all that. So, yeah, another another good group of small school guys. What's the first thing you do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run? Take a nap? Read a book? Show up for a friend? Show up for yourself? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Showing up for yourself, that's a big one. That's exactly what therapy is. Doing what you need to do. Carving out the time that you need to make sure that you can show up for yourself and take care of what you need. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Maze today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Maze. Last question for me. If I told you that... Um, just got off my time machine and the highest drafted player from your game was Tyler Guyton. What would your reaction be? I would say you jumped on the right time machine. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I just got off. I just got off another podcast with, uh, with Gabe Eichert at, at mm-hmm. university of Oklahoma. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he sent me practice clips of Guyton a couple years ago, but uh, he does things you can't coach. You get, you guys know. You, you see guys that are. He's just different. And again, yeah. he got kind of logjam there at Ohio, at, at Oklahoma, behind Anton Harrison and Wanya Morris, who was down here last year. And and if not for that, if not if, if for not only having like five career starts, he could have jumped last year and probably been a first round pick. And the reason he's coming down here, um, I'll give credit to his agent. Like there, there would be some agents that would tell Tyler that you know he doesn't need to come here. He's going to be a first round draft pick. He's he's going to get Olu Fashanu and and Joe Alt. I'll tell you that. Um, and those two, those two guys are great players and taking nothing away from them. I'm not saying this because they're not in the senior bowl at all. I think they're great players. They check all the boxes. They're going to be great pros. But if you talk about ceiling of a player, I mean, Tyler Guyton now, he, he's different. He reminds me, I've said it before. He reminds me of Tyron Smith uh, when, okay. he, was coming out, when yeah. he was coming out of USC. I mean, this guy's got all pro ability and, and we'll see. He, he floats, man. He, he floats on a football field for a guy that size. So, um, really excited to see him down here. It's funny you say that because I thought about the same kind of transition. Guy with not a lot of starts, okay, but you're just betting on the traits and everything, and especially like you said, stuff you can't coach, especially at the tackle position. It's like, yeah, like we're, we talk about height, weight, speed for receivers and corners. <laughs> it's a lot of times it's like when you look at the tackles and look how they're able to recover, he's able to do that. So I'm kind of glad that uh, Dane got to shout him out. My last question for you, though, Jim, for Dana to hop off there was. Any players, like we talk about sometimes we see this offensive line, maybe a tackle bumps over and we trains the whole week at center, you know, or you have a safety playing at linebacker or vice or something like that. Are there any players that you maybe have a pin on that might do some cross training this week that we should keep an eye on or any guys that maybe just the highlight at a different position, maybe doing some reps there one-on-one, something of that sort? Yeah, absolutely. I think Jaheim Bell uh, from Florida State is like the ultimate Swiss Army knife in this yeah. year's draft terms of like you know he did running back stuff at South Carolina he can play fullback he's done some you know some F um shoot he looks like a big wide out so yeah so he'll he'll do some you know he'll we'll be able to move him around I think Dylan Lobby from from New Hampshire if we get in a jam at wide out I think he can legitimately play wide receiver okay maybe the coolest one is Sione Vaki from Utah yeah. I mean this is a guy that was a two-way yes, player slash. In Utah. I mean he's he was he we we could play him at running back we could play him at great. safety and uh, Jeremy Newberry, um, who former NFL player, great NFL center, Jeremy coached him in high school, and he said he's the best high school receiver he's ever seen. Okay. So I'm like, Jeremy, I'm like, could we play him at some slot? And he was like, heck yeah, you could play him at some slot. So like, that's a cool guy. And then like James Williams, the, the junior yep. safety from yep. from Miami, um, is going to be be here primarily as a linebacker. Now okay. he'll he'll bump back and do some safety work, but the league wants to see him at 
at linebacker. So we'll do okay. some of that stuff. But yeah, there's there's more and more. But that's those are those are a few names. Awesome. No, Vaki. Oh, I, I, I forgot that he's going. That's a great one. I, I'm very, because I don't know what I like him best at. So <laughs> I, I really, I really don't. Uh, cause I was going to ask you and I was like, man, I don't even know what I would prefer. So I don't know if I want to ask you that question. <laughs> so uh, that's such a great shout too. Uh, no, but the other thing, this actually, this is my last question is the one thing I've really liked that this all-star game has been doing all the all-star games, especially you guys is having some of the assistant coaches uh, kind of lead the way during the week and kind of like, you know, running things and kind of getting their reps from these NFL teams. How's the experience with that been? Like, is that kind of a, do you see these coaches coming in pretty, you know, rearing to go to kind of show their, you know, prove their metal to all the, like kind of their peers and show what they could do to run the show or anything of that sort. Absolutely. No, it's been cool. You know, when it, when, when the league office first told us they were going to move to that format, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't happy at all. (laughs) Um, We, we had, we had, you know, we we had the full staffs for 73 years. Right. Right. Um, And I don't know, your dad probably coaching it, but uh, uh, you know, and it was a big selling point for us. And and again, one of the reasons, I mean, operationally, the thing, thing we took for granted all those years was that when they jumped on the team charter, Video guys came with them. Equipment guys Equipment. came with them. Yes. Athletic trainers came yes. with them. Now we got. Now we got to farm all that stuff out. But, uh, but that's no, a huge I, point to bring up, though. I didn't know that. That, but that's oh. a huge thing because the whole operation would just go. You're basically Dude, just having this, spring ball for the team. Usually, like just move there. I know that's a great point to bring up. Though this is this is a much heavier lift. Internally. Yeah. Give our give our 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 director of football our operations Jack Gilmore a shout out. He's doing a great job. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but but no, going back to last year, going through it the first year with the assistance from the non-playoff teams, it was, uh, I thought it was great, man. You know, again, rather than having just two teams behind the scenes, like getting some real intimate knowledge of our players during the week and in meeting rooms, at, at meals, you know, riding bus to the stadium for practice, um, it was half the league. Half the yeah. league was down. We had 16 teams down here last year. I think this year we have 18. That's so awesome. you've got you've got individuals from all these different clubs reporting back to their building and they're going to be in draft meetings and you know, I would think smart GMs are going to, you know, tap into that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a benefit for our guys. I mean, that's yep. what I told all the agents last year is, you know, what this is honestly, it's a heavier lift for us, but I think it's going to be a good thing for your players yep. because they're going to be exposed to so many more people in the NFL. And I think so many of those younger coaches are, like I said, are geared up to like tr- kind of show themselves. They, it's their first time they have the show. So they're like, Hey, no, this is what I can do. So they're going to prove it <laughs> and bring well, it. Nate, Nate, and you, you know, this man, like, yes, that's part of it. They're chomping at the bit to get their own room and, and all yeah. that. A lot of these guys are assistant position coaches. Um, but like Jeff Ulbrich and, and Terrell Williams oh, yeah? getting the bump from coordinator and head coach. But the, the coolest thing behind the scenes last year was to see the networking taking place on the coaching yes. staff. Like we do a big coaching dinner out there. The guys are all coming in on Saturday. Um, and we'll do a big coaches dinner for all, you know, all 35 guys. And, and uh, a lot of these younger coaches, man, this is the, the, the building they're in right now is the only building they've ever been in. That's so they don't, point. they don't have a big network of guys in yep. the league, right? Like a lot of these guys just came from college or, you know, so they're your QC level guys. So this is their, they're, they're among their peers, younger guys. They don't know a lot of people. So this is, you know, you're not, you're around people for a week. Like, you you can get close, so yeah. I mean these are going to be it's like training camp. Yeah, it's like training <laughs> camp. No doubt, you're you're in the bunker for a week with these guys. So so like you know five years from now, when some of these guys are getting you know coordinator interviews, or ten years point. from now they're getting head coaching interviews. Who knows? Maybe some of those relationships started here in Mobile. So that so that's a that's a cool part of it as well. That you what's the line? The draft starts here in Mobile. It's like hey the 
the coaching rooms start here in Mobile. <laughs> that, 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 that staff you're going to see put together in about 12 years, that, that started there in Mobile, but those staffs got together. That's such a good point, though, because um, it, it's, a, it's, a pers- it's a people league. It's a people business. I mean, that's just what it is. And I think a lot of times uh, we have frustrations when people get hired. They're like, why are they hiring this guy? It's like, because he knows them and trusts them. But like right. you said, the, the point that you brought up, is the thing is that you it's hard to get outside of your quote unquote tree. And this is a great opportunity to do that. So that that's such a good point. But yeah. Jim, I, I know how busy you are and I know how crazy of a time period this is, but I can't thank you enough for taking the time to join us. I, I think this was awesome. But Jim, where can we follow you on Twitter and follow Senior Bowl updates or anything else that uh, anybody listening to the show wants to hear about? Because the Senior Bowl starts next week, everyone. See, it goes championship game. We're getting right into the Senior Bowl and then we're ripping and roaring to draft season. So get ready. <laughs> yeah, follow follow along at, at, at Senior Bowl. We do everything on, on off Senior Bowl Twitter. Um, so any like any roster updates, anything like that, um, if people are if people are following along, they'll, they'll know they'll know within one or two minutes what, what happens. We, we basically try to do things yeah. in real time. So give us a follow next week. We'll, we'll have a lot of unique content up there. You guys have been doing a great job. So, you know, keep it up. It's been been fantastic to watch that that game grow, especially the last couple of years once you've been taking over. I'm not just blowing smoke up there. So I've really, I really, truly it, made that, Jim. So thank you no, again for joining that. us. Yeah, no, no thank you I, for joining us. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate Absolutely. You Thank you guys so much, and thank you to Jim for joining us, and thank you to everybody for listening to Prospects Pros. As always, we will be here every single week. We will be recapping, giving updates to these All-Star games next week, and then draft season rolls on. We'll see you guys then. This was the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros podcast. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.